Hello again. Um, I think we had some technical difficulties again, um, but this is Lulu's Art Talk with Femke Hensen. Just to repeat of a little bit what I was talking about before. Um, Femke is a Vaspar University fine arts student and she works with installation and digital media. So we'll definitely discuss her moving image and video works. Let's try and connect again with um, digital art or change to see how the lockdown situation um, sort of might have influenced her work as well. Oh, hi, Famka. Hiya, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I can hear you now. Oh, like, <laughs> I might have been my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but all good now. <laughs> how are you? Where are you connecting from today? Um, I'm literally like uh, two minutes away from the original campus. So I'm still in Bath at the moment, um, uh, where I originally okay. was. Um, so that's where I'm connecting from. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. I mean, quite difficult being so close, but not being able to <laughs> go in uni as always. <laughs> yeah. um, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting to see it empty, um, but it's nice to see how I'm working within my own home uh, compared to what I had before, really. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and we'll definitely go into that now, (laughs) really soon. So um, let's start by, as I always do with my guests, let's start by you introducing yourself uh, as an artist to us and telling us a bit about what you do with your work and what you look into. Right, so uh, I'm basically, uh, my name's Femke, I'm a 21-year-old artist who's based in Bath at the moment, but I'm originally from the Netherlands. Um, the things that I look into are video, uh, sound, uh, photography, and installation mostly. Um, I work with the internet as like a blank canvas, basically, and, and um, how people use the internet and and what social behaviors almost get um, exemplified by it and uh, which ones almost fall into the background because of this new space that we have, basically. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So because I know you look at this idea of the internet and you work with these sort of um, different concepts in many different ways I decided to take a step back a second <laughs> and just look back at the work you were doing uh, before all of the situations so mainly your installation mm-hmm. uh, things and how you and what I found really interesting from from a point of view of someone who never really looked into digital art before honestly speaking um, is how you combine installation and videos yeah. So the way in which you move from the screen to outside the screen. So I wanted to ask you how you do that. And I wanted to show just an example for our viewers in case they don't know your work. This was an installation you made um, at a Bristol exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, I just wanted to ask you about how you do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> how is this that? Um... Uh, when, when I was first doing work, I was doing mostly collage stuff um, because I wasn't quite sure where I was okay. as an artist yet. Um, I hadn't really worked with loads of mediums before I came to uni. I'd only been doing art for about two years. It was mostly painting because that was like the most obvious one to go for and things like that. Um, it, wow, okay. It's the most artists you knew about and, and um, at my time anyway in, in, in high school. And uh, basically we had a territories group 
and I was working with a bit of digital medium and photography before um, and in the territories group they were saying how um, a lot of people were concerned that digital art didn't really have the aura that um, for example physical installation things like that would have and I was like oh, weird like what what do you mean aura and, and like okay. what, what is it that makes it that and things like that and then I started kind of looking into um, other artworks so if it was just painting how they would do that and and, and what kind of works with that and then I just realized that like just just as much as you would with painting uh, deciding what kind of canvas and deciding um, what kind of paint you're using the colors and all of that enhances the painting to give it aura so why not do the same with digital? oh yeah of course so taking yeah. it off the screen uh, helping people almost get a bit of a wider perception of digital art because the moment you put it on a screen or a computer I feel like people immediately are already kind of like oh oh that's what it's about oh, oh okay right I see right and and then enough yeah. like that's the ultimately that's what you're bringing to the table at that point but um I basically just wanted to incorporate video in installation to kind of take it out of just the screen basically okay that's really interesting because I completely agree with you in the sense in terms of um how we still view sculpture painting sort of these very traditional ways of making art and sort of mediums or media sorry how we consider those very um sort of in a way ambitious and incredible and they have this sort of spirituality around them as well to a certain extent mm -hmm. um and I'm guilty of this too when I work when I walk in a gallery and sort of look at a video art I'm not I'm not always appealed to that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, when I w walk into the gallery and I look even just at painting, even if it's something I don't do, there's always that thing of like, oh, I have to admire this because of history of art, because of what, they, what people taught me. And it's quite difficult to move away from that. And because digital art is so recent, yeah. I think we still need to warm up to that. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah definitely so, like okay. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 go on, go on. Definitely still like a disconnect, <laughs> I feel, because there is like the middleman of the computer and technology, um, people don't feel it mm -hmm. as such, as human as, as, for example, a sculpture where you can see the strokes that a hand makes mm -hmm. or you can see the way that a paint goes and you, and you can kind of imagine the artist standing in front of it and doing it. Well, with video, you have that almost as a disconnect. Um, but using video, therefore, I think is almost a bit harder because of that and trying to um uh, show through the effort or or uh, show the artist's intention through a machine is um it's just really incredible to to be a part of it'll be interesting to see how that kind of keeps uh, forming and, and going and, and that's exactly why i use installation because it, it's just another medium to help uplift the video that i i did basically yeah no that's really that's really interesting because yes because in especially in this example that i showed before the oh sorry completely changed image um sorry for that um in this in this image here it's very sort of it is as if the installation is just the staging yeah to then focus on the videos and that's why you have the sort of headphones and the seat so even the way you treat the viewer is very like sit down and look at this in this environment. And I find that really interesting. Um, and sort of now moving away from this a bit, mm -hmm. I've lately, 
I've followed you. I always followed you on Instagram since our first year of uni. <laughs> um, but lately, I've seen that you've posted really interesting images that I really want to ask you about, which are, this is an example of it, these works here, mm-hmm. um, which are images of you uh, sort of distorted and manipulated on a computer, I assume. I don't know what programs you use, but you kind of manipulated them. And it's all of them are of you in a state of crying. So I wanted to ask you about what these works are about and why you chose Instagram as a platform to exhibit them in a way. Yeah, Um, right. So basically these are works that I started making during quarantine. Um, And the works that I was making beforehand always used uh, different people or different models and things like that and weren't really centered around me at all um, because I kind of wanted to keep that separation. But because it was harder um, at that point, I just decided, oh, well, I'll, I'll just make myself the model, but how do I do that? Kind of, uh, where do I go? And uh, then I started reading this essay by Hiso uh, Steiro, and basically uh, what she was saying in that essay was that it interested her how much the line between reality, what we call reality, and um, uh, the internet is being blurred because people say like the internet is reality, okay. you, know, you know, all these things, um, but how much it was being blurred. And the example that she used specifically was plastic surgery, um, kind of how, uh, okay. uh, for example, Instagram filters, if we're using them, we see the way that we want our cheekbones to be. And then we kind of go, oh, okay, maybe I should go, you know, look into that or the way that we airbrush our faces and stuff and then say, oh, actually, I want to look like that. Uh, let me go change it and things like that. Um, so yeah. the line is getting a little bit blurred and we're starting to see filters on people's faces just out on the streets without it, you know, um, being a thing that <laughs> beforehand was just reachable on the phone. So I just thought, okay, um, I started editing pictures that I had already taken of different people and I was like, how do I edit their bodies so much, but very simply, like not, not super hard or anything like that that it isn't available in plastic surgery or would just basically not be able to be done, right? Um, And that was a project I was working on before. And then (laughs) I got into quarantine and I started working with that a bit more. Like, how do I change my own face? How can I become like really distant from it? How can I make sure that it is me, but it's not really me and things like that. And then I started observing how uh, it was being portrayed on Instagram. So this whole idea or value of self-love was very interesting to me because I saw it as a value that was something uh, very, uh, you know, wholesome, very wonderful for people to kind of abide by, follow spiritually even, um, things like that. But how um, capitalism and and, uh, Instagram within that kind of took that value and and made sure that we became dependent on that value um, so that we continue buying things basically. Um, the more that you don't understand your self-worth, the more you will uh, tend to buy these products and things like that, you know, and, and that's what they feed off of and they make sure off of because when you continue to strive to become something else, you'll need things to do that, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to become the ultimate, <laughs> I'd say, self-love image <laughs> um, of yeah. Uh, what they would want us to look like, I guess, if if all these things of self-love came true, right? 
um, what would happen. And uh, that kind of went into that and, and uh, where I was going with that. And then regarding the crying, um, I thought it was really interesting how they diluted self-love as um, an idea, but also things mm -hmm. like communication on the internet and how it's diluted through platforms such as Instagram. And what I mean with that is just okay. the simple emoji. Like, uh, you know, uh, we have a, a range of emotions that we've already kind of like put into little categories, sad, angry, happy, you know, when you're children, when you're teaching children, like, oh, you're sad or you're happy or like really simple explanations for it. Um, but then it's yeah. become even more simple, just the simple like image. You're not even doing the body language anymore or the speaking. You're just... I'm sad. So <laughs> I just thought it'd be interesting yeah. to um, and see how those uh, ideas kind of play off of each other. Um, and that's where I am with that at the moment. It's not fully done because I'm still doing it. Um, it's it's going to be continuing yeah. at the moment. It's just images. Maybe I'll do some video with it or something like that. But um, yeah, that's basically where that started. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with these images, what I found really interesting is that the name of these series of images or this work project in general is Self Love and Co. And I found that so, like, the way you title your work is always on point, I think. The work you make is kind of think that's my aura and I think it ties back to this idea of the aura and digital art having aura. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it was this work over here. Sorry, my iPad. That's okay. <laughs> this work, yeah. which is basically an image of, I think, a model you use or a friend of yours yeah. <laughs> um, disappearing into an abstract form. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted you to talk about this work as well, because I think you've been making this in quarantine as well. So how did this project sort of come about? So this was exactly like the project that I was doing just before quarantine and what I was handing in uh, for the first semester. And basically, okay. I, I was working on this other video that I was doing um, about how people decorate themselves and change the body and, and, and like manipulate the body with items and things like that. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and as you see in the first image, she's like, covered in beads and ribbon and rope and stuff like that yeah um, and then I just saw this image and I was like oh like I was thinking back to that to that conversation again like does this have aura like is, you know I don't know and I'm kind of just like yeah it's digital how do I make it like more you know enhance it and stuff and so then I started just layering the image um and by layering the image I just basically had the image up on my computer screen and then took a photo of it with my um, uh, phone and then sent that photo back to my computer and then kept doing that. And then basically all that happened is that I guess the aura almost found itself because it just it changed into this abstract image without me having to do anything but photograph it over and over and over and over yeah. again. Um, and then I just turned that into kind of... Um, uh, a looping video with a loop of like a sound um which was the the person's name um i asked her to say her name and then i put it uh through a filter until um it became white noise <laughs> basically um so okay so yeah. almost extracting both of them to like like a complete um um 
you can't really imagine what it is but then when it goes back to it you're like oh that came from that and that, it was just really interesting so basically i was just yeah. trying to find the aura of these digital images um and then i ended up getting really interested in filtering and layering so um how we and things like that to now filter and layer on top of um who we are or like what yeah what what we are presenting in real life um then kind of opposed to what you're presenting online and the filtering and layering aspect of that was really interesting to me because then i started noticing that the way that i view um the world or or um my computer screen or anything like that is just in layers so i have an end point and a starting point and from that um i see one tab has come up and then another tab and then another tab and, and yeah. those are just layers and layers and layers until i get to the end point and i was like oh is this like a new way of, of seeing the world because of our laptops right so um how do yeah kind of go through that so then i went on and i i made 10 um one by one butter muslin screens which is like a really thin material that uh oh yeah projection can kind of shine. i think i have and yeah, yeah An image of it. I just set those up basically and projected it from one side and what happened is like every time it went through a butter muslin sheet it would get bigger and bigger and bigger until it was some kind of like oh, wow. weird 3D orb thing that was just like going around. <laughs> it was really fun to like walk through and, and things like that and uh, sadly I didn't have a dark space at the time to kind of be able to um make it bigger and, and and larger in the way that i exactly wanted it but um when when you came in at night uh to the campus it was just like really fun to just see there in this room and, and <laughs> like walk through and things yeah yeah, yeah that's basically <laughs> that <laughs> um i think it's really what i find really interesting about this work in particular is this obviously as you say the layering and the filtering that is all there um, and I think you, you know, in the way you execute your work, it's you're so talented in a way because the concept and the way you do it, it's so connected. Um, and again, for someone who never really have, I've never really seen your work and we never really spoke about your work as much before this. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And I think um, this idea of using uh, the sort of a, a photograph or a portrait of someone and laying it until that person disappears through these um, sort of digital means. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting because in a way you're commenting again on this idea of emojis and this idea of not having emotions yeah. as deep as we used to have them or at least how we represent them. Yeah. So this idea of identity not being there, yeah. I find that really incredible. and in a way I do relate because now that we're all having to be at home and even for university reasons we communicate through screens you know it's quite I find it really weird because I can't be there I can't be present I can't express myself 100% yeah. and I find it quite restricting as well yeah. in terms of that so yeah I think this work is really relevant to what we're living right now um, and that's why it's you know that's art. Yeah. <laughs> it is about commenting what we're what we're going through now. Yeah. So yeah, and talking about now, I know that you're working on another project as well called um, Untitled yeah. for now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, mm -hmm. and it's about Skype and using sort of the um, the cameras that we use and the screens we use 
to create art and create this project. So can you talk a bit about that maybe, how it came about? Yeah, so I, I was doing that first project, uh, the crying and the manipulating myself and stuff. And I just started realizing I, I am just bored of myself when I'm doing that. So I can't continuously do that. And I was like, how do I bring my models back into it? How do I bring like a bit of interaction back into it? Because I, I, I love that bit yeah. of art, just like having people that do it with you to create this bit is like one of the nicest feelings, you know, and, and collaborating to yeah. make and, and things like that. So I was just like, oh, what do I do? And, and where do I go? And then I started noticing exactly that, like the Zoom calls that you have with your professors and whatnot and, and whoever is teaching you're there but you're not there because in a way you're you're looking yeah. at the person at the screen you're not looking at the camera so but you're already disjointed in that fact that both of you are looking at the screen but you're not looking at each other because you're not looking at the camera so I thought that was like interesting yeah. then I started thinking about well the backgrounds that people decide to choose to show on these things so for example you have like a bookcase in the background now and, and I have absolutely nothing yeah. I don't want to get anything away from my life and whatnot, you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm giving away a lot yeah. <laughs> through the books that we yeah. have. <laughs> it's just interesting to see like what types of backgrounds people choose and why, and and if people even put as much thought into it as I think they do, you know. Um, and and how that also gives away parts of our life online without actually giving away actual parts of our life. Um, so I started doing these Skype oh, portraits okay. where I um, uh, asked online, I was like, okay, if anyone has anything red or pink, create a scene for me and then I will Skype you and we will um, do uh, video portraits and some photography, right? Um, okay. And basically I was doing this and then the first one that I was doing... Have an example. Yeah, yeah, those exactly. And the first one that I did was actually with Georgie. And what Georgie did was she brought like basically her entire bedroom outside. And I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't know that people would be doing this much for it and, and actually like making all these little scenes and, and whatnot. And I was like, okay, but then how much of the artwork is mine? Because like aesthetically and the choices okay. that were made, um, the person did it, right? So then I started thinking about like, yeah. and I was like, okay, so how much of this is actually me doing it and, and how much did I just set it up for for the audience to then be the medium in the end, right? Um, yeah. And so I just, uh, that's basically what I'm doing at the moment and kind of playing with that um, and seeing where that goes. And then I saw John Smith's Girl Chewing Gum, um, which is basically a film where he's uh, pre-filmed the scene. Um, and then what happens is that he writes a script for it he wrote a script for it after to make it look like every person that walked on the street and every car that drove by and everything that he did uh was set up or that he did it so I was like okay that's an interesting way to work with it so um I'm in the process now of kind of dissecting the images and taking out exactly what items are in those images and um making a, a sound overlay where I make it look like I was the one that asked for these items to be placed basically um i think okay. yeah <laughs> i think it's interesting too because <laughs> we're going into a new time of authorship especially because um of what has happened now um just because the way that we are going to share artworks the way that we're going to present artworks the way that we're going to 
um, you know, make artworks and all of these things are completely changed. And, you know, once it's online, which is the scary bit, um, is it really yours anymore? It, you know, it goes away. Yeah. And the way that we can network, share and do anything, you know, uh, an artist makes a gift somewhere and then suddenly it ends up in like an airport terminal as like a pop up, you know, uh, that kind of yeah. that goes is just interesting. Um, so it would be interesting to see how this work also plays into that. And, and if I were to only use Instagram and things like that to present it, um, where it ends up, really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you one really, because we're out of time, unfortunately, <laughs> but one really quick sort of question to tie all of this discussion together, which I really want to ask you, is um, obviously it's your opinion mm -hmm. and, you know, it's your thoughts. But what do you think about this situation in terms of how it will impact digital art in the future, how we will view it? Because even myself, I mean, I mainly do sculpture and I value a lot the idea of having something physically present in space. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think people will warm up more to this idea of digital art after seeing that the digital actually saved a lot of sort of companies, it saved a lot of economies and things like that because so many people are work working from home through internet mm -hmm. and all of these things. Do you think people will warm up to it and sort of value it more now after the situation or not? It's definitely a really good question because obviously it's not something yeah. I will know or I, I can't predict the future in that sense. But regarding most of it, it's like things like the size of artworks, I think will drastically change um, uh, just because mm. before we were getting into this, it, there was a big trend of just like huge installation works. Like, I don't know, in the Venice Biennale, most of it was huge installation sculpture, you know, work yeah. and, and, and all of that. So I think uh, because of this size will drastically change because a body of new work will come out purely based on um, uh, people making things in their homes. So that's the first thing, definitely. Secondly, digital art, I, I hope will be warmed up to a little bit more. It's definitely something that people will slowly yeah. have to start doing anyway. Um, and it will be, I think, one of the main things that I got over me or almost felt a bit of guilt for was like, okay, I, I make digital art and stuff like that, but what about all my all my friends who do sculpture and painting and stuff like that, it's just not as easy for them and stuff like that. And then I was thinking, well, for me personally, also for digital artists, it's also going to be hard because not only was the practice we did beforehand in a different world, uh, so the way that we were creating and stuff, we were interacting with a different time. So, you know, all of us have to completely, not completely, but kind of wipe that away as well and see what our artworks mean now because... Yeah. you know uh that kind of stuff so in a way i felt a bit of guilt beforehand and thought it would be easier but it's been you know just just as hard and it's been really up and down and and, and things like that and um other than that i think another thing that's going to be big is like authorship again just just or or the way that people share their work and things like that or how we hold exhibitions like for example i'm trying to organize two online exhibitions at the moment and the, the artists that I'm working with, all of them have like incredible ideas and, and, and it's so wonderful to see like where we can go, but getting used to that is gonna be a big one. <laughs> so just- 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But also, I think that people who did sculpture and, and painting and stuff beforehand have a bit of an advantage in a sense because because they haven't been in the digital and they don't necessarily know what um, how it works and what it does. So you have a completely new perspective on it. You you like you yeah. know what's been happening and you don't know. So you can completely take yourself out of that and create purely with the internet as a resource rather than uh, a subject subject matter. Um, which yeah. would be really interesting. So I'm excited to see all of those things as well and how um, people that do sculpt and people that do paint and people that do all this other stuff, like wonderful, beautiful stuff, how that will translate in a digital space. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited yeah. for yeah. Yeah, others to see that as well. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I think we all are excited about that because even, again, myself as a mainly a sculptor, I used to do paint, painting and printmaking printmaking sorry as well but um lately I've been doing sculpture um more than anything else it is I do use it just as a tool right now so in a way it's just a way for me to pub sort of post my works online so the way I photograph them uh, modify them and use them in a different way I am starting to make some videos, which I shared with you, yeah. <laughs> of some of my sculptures. Um, I don't know how that's going to go, but as someone, I completely agree with you, as someone who has never looked into the digital as a concept um, or as a subject matter, as you said, it's quite easy for me to be detached from that and just use it as a tool and see what it does. Um, so I'm, I think it, it will yeah. be really interesting in terms of that. I agree with you. And there's nothing we can do but wait and see <laughs> what happens, unfortunately, yeah. and fortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Femke, I wanted to thank you for, for joining us today and being my guest. It was so interesting and super insightful. <laughs> no, of course, of course. And I'm sorry we need to leave, but hopefully we'll catch up soon again and let us know what you, you're up to soon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye, Lulu. Bye. <laughs>